Good morning, everyone. It is great to be here. NFL Fantasy Matchup. We are doing week eight. We're going to do the Jets weekly picks, news and notes, start or sit. Hey, before we start, actually, and we talk about NFL Fantasy Matchup, we live in Chicago as well, too. The Bulls are doing well. Uh, uh, but, Jed, I'm going to start off with you as well, too. The news coming out of Blackhawks, we were all around. Everybody was watching the Blackhawks during their championship run and all that stuff. Does the news of what's been happening in hockey with the Blackhawks taint your uh, feelings about the championship team? Uh, I, I, I don't know about the team. I would say individuals. So today we heard that Coach Q, he had to step down. So definitely disappointed in his continued um, denials, um, basically. And honestly, Jonathan Taves, I don't know if you guys saw his response. Um, it, it wasn't great, in my opinion. <clears throat> he basically kind of denied really knowing anything about it um, and said that and it kind of stood behind, um, you know, the executives. I mean, to me, this is just it's just sad that it, anyone would think that a championship run is more important than acknowledging what happened. And I even questioned the coach. You know, this is one of those situations. If you have kids, you know this. We're like, you always think the punishment for what you did wrong is going to be horrible. And then you always overestimate what the reaction is going to be. And that's that's exactly like I think if they had have addressed this right away, yeah. even in the midst of the playoffs, mm -hmm. this was yeah. a guy that wasn't even on the roster. He was on the practice squad. I mean, I, I think they would have been fine. And it wasn't like it was one of the head coaches. It was like a, tra you know, whatever. The it was the video. Coach. It was the video coach. Yeah, it was a video a coach. So name. Like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So you get rid of those two guys. You move on. It would have been fine. Now yeah. they sat on it. It's this huge thing now, but honestly, I've been disappointed in the response. Yeah, yeah. Jim. It's, I will say, um, just reading through the report, because I was reading through the general block, uh, the, the, the findings, um, how how the coach um, addressed it, because essentially what his message was, was, look, I don't got time for this. We don't have, we can't have distractions for our championship run. So like, that was a big thing. And, and even like, uh, even all the, um, I don't know, Stan Bowman, all these executives. Now it's affected everybody. Two coaches are going to have to resign. Bowman, who's the general manager and also head of USA Hockey, is resigned, right? Um, I don't know. It's a, it's a mess, right? So, But I think for them, they justified it. It was also 2010. It was a different world. And so they looked and just said, Let, let's just sweep it on the rug. We'll deal with it later on. So, Yeah. And you blame me on the leadership of John McDonough. Uh, he was the president and CEO of the Blackhawks for many, many years, came over from the Cubs. And look, he turned around the entire Blackhawks organization. He created a winning culture uh, that just did not exist. But you look back upon that, and the very fact, Chad, you mentioned is they could have easily just addressed it, talked through it, admit here's what's going on, and moved on. And we would have looked back at this championship wrong in a different eyes. <clears throat> While we looked at it and says, look, you prioritize winning at all costs in spite of a person that was being hurt, and that was unacceptable. And you, you just look at all of the different men in a very different light. So that was a sad, that was disappointing. Uh, look, I, I like Coach Q. I think he is a great, great uh, ambassador for hockey, but this definitely takes his mark in terms of how we perceive him going. Well, forward. I mean, and I don't watch hockey very much, but Carolina, the team that he's coaching, is like the surprise team for the hockey this year and one of the better teams. And he's actually one of the winningest coach in NHL hockey, right? So this is like a big thing for him. <clears throat> yeah. 
Well, hey, let's. Uh, we I wanted to at least get your thoughts upon that, and just because we watch a lot of Chicago sports, uh, but let's actually go over to some of our uh, NFL fantasy matchup. We're going to talk a little bit about Week Eight news and notes. Jim, I'm going to start with you. Uh, what did you think about yesterday's game with the uh, Cardinals and the Packers? <laughs> well, I think right before we were talking, right before we got on at the last play, I was gonna. I had a cup of water in my hands. And I was gonna chuck it. I was so mad. Like very mad. I, I was frustrated throughout the entire game because I was helping out with our girls trunk or treat. And I kept looking at the phone and I was expecting like them to say Kyler Murray threw a touchdown, but there was nothing. And every time I looked, he only had like six points. And then when we started the second quarter, he threw an interception and I was already frustrated. But then towards the last play, I was like, okay, he's at least, I can at least get a touchdown potentially out of this and salvage the week. And then he throws an interception, and I was so frustrated. And I think that's my frustration right now is Kyler Murray has done really well. So the first couple of weeks, I had 30 points from him. And the last couple of weeks, he's just not done well, you know. And part of it is just he's a small quarterback, um, but he's also inconsistent. And so all the critics on ESPN and also NFL Network today was blasting the Cardinals because they were saying, how the heck can you let – a team with all of their star wide receivers um, win over you guys. But then Aaron Rodgers is a really, really good quarterback. Jed, thoughts? No, I mean, it was, a, yeah, it was a nice win for Green Bay. I mean, I think Green Bay did exactly what they needed to do, which was focus on the run game. You guys saw the time of possession was huge in their favor. They really dragged out the game. Um, Aaron Rodgers, I would just say, you know, he was smart. You know, he he knew he couldn't throw downfield. I think he only had two throws beyond 20-plus yards. So he just kept it to the short dink and dunks, running the ball, controlling the game. Um, they really did, in a way, deserve to win it. But Cardinals had that awesome fourth you know, fourth and goal stand and then had this huge 99-yard drive. Basically. Was off our hands. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they should have won the game. I mean, to me, it comes down to A.J. Green was not on the same page, you know, and for whatever reason, he didn't turn around for the ball. The ball was there. Um, but, yeah, a disappointing loss. I agree with Kyler Murray. I would just say, I mean, I think Murray is such a talent. I don't think, you know, I have him in at least one. I have him and Joe Burrow in one team. Yeah. But I pretty much am still just starting Murray all the way through because you just can't, you know, he could just explode at any time. Really? You're going to choose him over Joe Burrow's? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, he Murray is just such an explosive talent. The other thing is I also feel like his run game, his rushing yards usually make up for any deficiencies. But but you're right. This was this was not a good game for him. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. Hey, I will probably say I love the game. I really enjoyed the game. I was sitting at the Bulls and Knicks game for Joakim Noah night. So the Wi-Fi at the United Center was a little slow. So I kept sitting there. And the next thing you know, I see Randall Cobb in the red zone to your touchdown. Then from that point on, no, I think he had nine yards and six yards. So he told he had three catches for 15 yards, but he had two touchdowns. He got me 15 points. I was so happy. <laughs> and the reason being, I was, I was stuck between Michael Pittman, Dearness Johnson. I like Dearness Johnson, but Nick Chubb is coming back. And then from that point on, you also then had uh, uh, um, uh, Randall Cobb. So I said, well, let's just pick Randall Cobb and it works. So. I really enjoyed the game. Contrasted to Jimmy is I was sitting there cheering. I was hoping for one more because Aaron Rodgers is on my other fantasy team. I needed him to throw more yardage. Well, right now, especially because it's the middle of the season, depending on where you are in the rankings, every win is really important, right? So the two teams that Kyler Murray is on, I'm like right in the middle. 
And so I don't, I can't handle any more losses because I want to try to make the playoffs. And so that's why I'm like monitoring what some of these guys are doing. I will just say, um, I still think Pittman is a good play for anyone out there listening. Um, I think he's going to have a good weekend. And so Tommy, I don't think he could have gone wrong either playing Cobb or um, Pittman, but I think Pittman's going to have a good game. Yeah, yeah. You're always trying to make decisions as well, too. That's why we do start or sit, because you're looking at matchups. You're looking at, and at the same time, it comes down to gut feelings a lot of times. You're sitting there, okay, I look at the matchups. I think I have a gut feeling, and sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work, yeah. and that work through Yeah, and one, one thing to remember now as we get into November, don't forget the weather. The weather has a big impact on these games um, in the cold and, you know, rainy areas. Like, for example, the Chicago game this weekend, it's, well, we'll see. It looks like the weather might improve on Sunday, but right now it's rainy. Um, and so anytime you know that ahead of time, then you got to downgrade all the passing, you know, receivers and the, yeah. and the passing for the quarterback, and you got to upgrade the rushing. That's, well, that's why the stadium guys are always the best players to go after. Yeah. And that's why I think a lot of times look at the last Sunday is that there was a downpour in San Francisco and you knew the wide receivers would not do well. Elijah Mitchell had probably his best game of the season last week. Yeah, exactly. In that Tampa game too. I mean, it was same thing. Like you knew it was just wet. And so what could they do? Yep. 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 Hey, one, one uh, thing that actually I just saw this come through the newswire is the Texans are sending veteran Mark Ingram to the new Orleans Saints. He would serve as a backup for Alvin Kamara. That leaves David Johnson is the clearly back in Houston. Well, maybe uh, Philip Lindsay. A lot of times I still like him a lot. Jim, what do you think of that one as well, too, for both uh, Albert Kamara as well as David Johnson? You know, actually, the, the people that they said is they said David Johnson is going to end up being the starter. Um, but they said the person to watch out for are the two people right behind him. Um, uh, what do you call it? Um, Philip Lindsay. Lindsay. And then I'm trying to read who's this Scotty Phillips. I don't know if you guys can take a look at him. I'll take a look at him. But Scotty Phillips has been on the practice squad, but during preseason, he did really well. And uh, there's a lot of people in Houston who's been really lobbying for him to end up being like to give be given a chance because they think really highly of him. Yeah, and I'll just say I've got Alvin Kamara in one league, so I'm I'm curious to see how much that Ingram eats into his carries, um, if at all. Um, I'm not worried at it at this point, but we'll see. Well, I think who is it? Uh, the coach, Sean Payton, was saying he, he did a press, press conference the other day and during his weekly talk, and, and one of the things he was saying is he said, we like Mark Ingram. He has a good relationship with Kamara. The other reason is as the week is going on, especially with uh, 17 games a season, we just want to keep him fresh, you know? Um, and so that's one of the reasons why they brought on Mark Ingram. And he was saying that Alvin Kamara was actually the one who really advocated for Ingram to come back. Yeah. A couple of things in terms of death chart. Uh, there's David Johnson, Philip Lindsay. After Philip Lindsay, officially on death chart is Rex Burkhead and then mm -hmm. Scotty Phillips. Yeah, Scotty Phillips is the one that I, I've been reading about. All the Houston folks keeps advocating for him. Yep. Uh, Jed, Zach Wilson, MRI confirms a PCL sprain. He is expected to miss two to four weeks. They, the Jets traded for Joe Flacco on Monday. It looks like quarterback Mike White is starting. Uh, starting. Well, look, we talked about this on, on Tuesday as well, too. Corey Davis, are you starting him at all? Is there any reason you're starting Corey Davis this week? 
Um, if you have to, I think, and you want to put them in a flex spot or if you're in a, in a bind, um, I think it's fine. You know, they're obviously going to try to throw a lot. They're going to be behind. They're playing the Bengals. The Bengals are 11 point favorites and the Bengals are going to kill them. Um, but the, they'll be throwing the ball. So there's a chance, but yeah, for me, I am sitting Corey Davis, um, until that quarterback situation gets cleaned up. I don't think any of those guys, Joe Flacco included, um, I think they're, they're not salvage, salvageable. <laughs> Don't yep. you think? Don't you think the Bengals are going to go off though this week? Oh, for sure. I think yeah. the Bengals are going to lay the hammer down. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah. Look, I, I'm not one to always. I mean, I think for sure play Jamar Chase, right? Play Joe Mixon. I actually think T. Higgins will have a pretty good game too. Yeah, you, you want when you know it's going to be a blowout and there's like going to be a lot of points. Um, the second wide receiver after Jamar Chase, um, yeah, you, either T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd, I think are both good plays. Do you guys know that Jamar Chase is on pace to beat Justin Jefferson's rookie record? Yes, Jamar Chase. I will say, okay, Jamar Chase is so good. Like in my dynasty league, I was kicking myself because I because you you can only pick rookies, right? So that's how we draft and. He went six, and I had the fifth pick. And I picked um, what's his name, Lawrence from Jacksonville. I was like, "What the heck was I thinking about right now?" You know. So no, Ed, uh, oh, Trevor Lawrence. You picked Trevor Lawrence. Big Trevor Lawrence because I was like, everyone kept saying that he is a can't miss quarterback. I was like, oh, I might as well because I need a quarterback because I had Matthew Stafford. And I was like, at least now I'm solidifying it. But I was like, I'm kicking myself because now I missed out on uh, Jamar Chase. I'm, I'm telling you, I was telling Charlene last night, we were looking at her lineup and making changes in her lineup. I said, hey, look, that Jamar Chase uh, dynasty pick is looking very good right now. Yeah, but she's in, isn't she in last place or second to last? She's in last, second to last place. Yeah, yeah a lot so of her guys are yeah, injured. Yeah, she's playing for next year. But yeah, no, Jamar Chase has been really impressive. And again, it just shows you where all that preseason talk you just gotta take that with the grain of salt because everyone was talking about how he was dropping balls and you know so but he's been phenomenal if he beats yeah. justin jefferson i think that's impressive i would just say on trevor lawrence though don't give up you know i think joe burrow and um you know justin Herbert really showed you need a good year two before you can really settle in so i wouldn't close the book on trevor lawrence at all mm -hmm. are you saying the same thing about justin fields as well too oh yeah definitely i think fields has been he he, he got a bum you know situation i mean he he came in where they didn't um, declare him the starter. He didn't get the starter practice reps. And honestly, I'm really disappointed with the coach. Like I'm waiting for Nagy to move yeah. on and for us to get a coach who can work with Justin Fields skills and talents. I definitely am not. Um, I haven't, I haven't sold on him yet. Yeah. I think the biggest thing the bears need, if I were, if I was the general manager, just get, just draft a bunch of linemen to protect him. Like if you can protect fields, that makes a big difference because it opens things up for everybody because they've actually got pretty decent court, uh, running backs, right? Khalil Robert, uh, uh, Herbert, as well as also with David Montgomery. My guess is Allen Robinson is going to walk after this year because he's not going to sign another deal. But they still got Darnell Mooney and they can pick up a couple other decent uh, wide receivers. Hey, Herbert has looked good, by the way. I, mm -hmm. I debated playing him for this weekend. I think he's looked really strong. I, think, I don't know if this is official, but I was listening to Schefter today, and he says that Herbert has surpassed, um, what's his name, Damian Williams in terms of the depth chart. Yeah, he's number two. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Now, in terms of Bears and offensive, uh, offensive linemen, the Bears actually have done it. Look, round two, pick 39, Tevin Jenkins. Round five, Lair Borum. Where are those guys? Tevin Jenkins is injured with a back injury. So the Bears it hasn't tried. These don't make good picks. And now you're stuck mm -hmm. with 
Jason Peters, who was great five years ago for Philadelphia, but just isn't very good anymore. So that's the problem with the Bears a lot of times. Yeah. I just felt um, like even last week they just gave up against Tampa Bay. But, after, I mean, after a while, Tom Brady and his team is so hard. But I just feel like they gave up. And even this week against San Francisco, uh, San Francisco's got a pretty good defense. And I was like, after – I mean, outside of Herbert, who else are you going to play right on that team? I, th- I think they have a chance this weekend. I think, really? I, think yeah. I think the 49ers are a little bit in disarray. And um, that team has not – because of injuries, that team has really not been as strong as I was hoping. And so I think that the Bears have a chance. I was That's why I was saying if it, if it rains, if you take out the passing game and it becomes just a rushing game – it, yeah. I think the Bears could keep up, although 49ers have a very strong rushing attack, as we know. Debo Samuel's good. I can see Debo Samuel killing these guys. Yeah, but Jimmy G is not. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the issue. Hey, uh, Deshaun Watson, Jed, uh, NFL Network reports there's a good chance Deshaun Watson is traded, and the Houston Chronicle does report that the Dolphins and Texans have agreed to terms on a trade, but they want clarity on his legal issues before going through with it. November second is the trading deadline. If your gut does your gut feeling tell you that Deshaun Watson? Well, I'm shocked that what it, the trade. That's not what I'm shocked by. I knew the trade was going to happen. They, he did not want to be in Houston. They had to trade him. That's a smart thing to do. What I'm shocked by is so far the NFL is giving signals that they may they may let him play because they may say essentially we don't have the information yet to make a determination on what's going on with his lawsuit, and so we may not suspend him. That's the part that's shocking to me. I thought for sure he would not be able to play this season but there's definitely um, a chance now at least from what I've read most recently and that is surprising to me if he can play all of those guys out there all of you who picked him up and just stashed him on your bench that could really pay it play out because remember Deshaun Watson last year is a top five fantasy quarterback and so if you uh, got out, that's pretty impressive you know who's been stashing him because I was looking around Tommy Every league, I kept looking around. And I was like, "What the freak? Did he just go and pick up Deshaun Watson on last night?" I mean, I was yep, up at did. one o'clock in the morning, looking around for Deshaun Watson, and I was like, "What the heck?" <laughs> He's been stashing on. The only thing is, I have a good quarterback, Dak Prescott or Kyler Murray, so I'm gonna have to use him to trade. Hey, look, in a couple leagues, I'm in last place. If I'm in last place, I'm looking for next year, especially keeper leagues. I'm trading all my players. All right. Hey, I'll say this: I I picked some. I think it was in our Walter White league. Um, someone dropped Russell Wilson. Yes. And so I picked him up, and it looks now like he's going to come back sooner than yep. expected. Yep. So that that is going to pay off for me. I was really happy about that. Oh, who's your starting quarterback in your? In that um, I think that one. It was Tannehill. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really good. That's yeah. really really good. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Nick Chubb is uh, just so you know. Nick Chubb cap is expected to play in Week Eight. The D- Ernest Johnson was a great, great, great one week fill in, but Nick Chubb is now back in Week Eight as well too. George Kittles is expected back in Week Nine. Uh, here, here's one, Jim. Sam Darnold was benched for PJ Walker in the fourth quarter, uh, but head coach Matt Rule says that Darnold is still our quarterback moving forward. But man, without Christian McCaffrey, they are terrible. Uh, are you even do you like any of the players in Carolina this week at all? Uh, not this week, by the way. As I'm talking to you, I'm I'm going through other leagues, just making sure Deshaun Watson isn't <laughs> is still sitting out there. I was like, oh, he's taken up and everywhere. Um, you know what? I I don't. Um, I still think uh, Sam Darnold's gonna um, end up being a quarterback. 
I think they're just waiting for Christian McCaffrey to come back. He's scheduled to come back. He can get off the IR next week. Um, reports are that he's progressing. They're going to watch him practice. The only problem is this this happened a few weeks ago, right, where they said the injury is not that bad. It's week by week. He might play, and he doesn't play for a while, right? And so my, my only worry is that even though he's scheduled to come back next week, it might be a few more weeks before he's able to come back. With that said, I would say the only person that you would want to play is maybe DJ Moore because Robbie Anderson's not doing well. Um, he is getting a lot of passes thrown his way, but he's not catching them. Chubba Hubbard, quite honestly, has not done what Mike Davis did this year. And Sam Darnold has really regressed without uh, Christian McCaffrey behind him. Yeah, the only thing I'll say, though, is they're playing the Falcons. So they're not exactly playing, you know, a top tier defense. Yeah. Um, so if you're if you're desperate, I wouldn't be too scared to play a DJ Moore or even a Chubba Hubbard, because, again, I don't think the Falcons. I, I think there's going to be points to be had here. I think both ways. If you've got your Falcons players, too, I would put them in. Obviously, Kyle Pitts has been really starting to pick up now and playing much better. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I agree. Generally, you want to stay away from the Panthers. Yeah. But this weekend could be OK. My, Go ahead, Tom. No, I'm expecting Kyle Pitts to continue to go off again. Yeah. So, OK, so my only disagreement with that, um, Jed, is – if you look at the Falcons' defense the last this past week, right, and, and it's only because they got back on the bye, they, they're actually defense did pretty good. Deion Jones had close to like 13, 14 tackles. Alukan, um, another um, member of their defensive core, ended up getting like close to about 15 tackles, right? And so they actually have pretty decent defensive players. And so um, I, I actually, yeah, I just – I just don't have any belief in the Carolina folks. But I do think Atlanta's starting to come on. Uh, I think in the last three games, they're 3-0, and and Matt Ryan's been doing pretty good. Yeah. Hey, uh, Jared Judy is expected to play in Week 8. J.J. Watts undergoing season-ending surgery. Odell Beckham uh, is, is not playing undergo surgery on either of his injured shoulders. Ryan Fitzpatrick is walking around on crutches but still weeks away from returning. John New Smith is probably going to be ruled out with a shoulder injury. So those are some of the uh, news and notes that we have. Jed, what are your weekly picks for this week? So this week, um, you know, it's interesting. I don't know if you guys noticed this um, article. They were talking about how, um, you know, obviously the NFL really wants there to be parity. They like it when games are close and tight. I think it was week six was they had the most blowouts and they defined blowouts as a win by, I think, more than two touchdowns. Um, and so that's something that it's interesting. It's something that the NFL as a whole is going to keep watching because this week, when I look at the lines, the betting lines, there are some big spreads. So you've got uh, the Bills are 14 point favorites over the Dolphins. Generally, you don't see, you know, double digit spreads. Mm -hmm. um, the Bengals are 11 point favorites over the Jets. The Rams are 14 point favorites over the Texans. So you have some big spreads. Um, and so it's just interesting to see. I, I think those are um, it, it just it will be interesting to see what the NFL does in response. Like if they try to improve either the picks or something among some of the lower teams. So that was just something I wanted to mention. Um, as far as picks for this weekend, it was kind of tough. I think one is the Cowboys 
coming off their bye, somehow they are not favorites. They are underdogs to the Minnesota Vikings. It's because it's up in Minnesota. Um, here's another betting tip actually for you guys. Generally speaking, the home team automatically starts as a three-point favorite, um, and then you work from there. So uh, Minnesota is a, it's a two-and-a-half-point favorite against the Cowboys. I like the Cowboys to win that game, though. Um, the other one I'm going to take uh-huh, – go ahead. Jed, I was going to ask you for that. Don't you think that a lot of it is also around the uncertainty of whether or not Dak Prescott's going to be playing? So I would imagine that Prescott is going to play. That might change um, some of the lines as well, too. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. I didn't pick up that. Did they not declare him for the game? I thought they, they said he was playing. You know, most likely he's going to play, but he's still limited in practice. So they have not officially said he's gone. He's good, you know? Okay, so that's definitely a thing to watch for because obviously if they don't have um, – yeah, if they don't have Dak, then that definitely changes things. Um, the other one I wanted to mention was that the – was it Titans and the Colts? No. Yeah, well, Titans and the Colts, yes. So Titans and are playing the Colts. The Colts are three-point favorites again because it's in Indianapolis, but I really like the Titans. I think the Titans are starting to come on. Uh, I think Derrick Henry obviously has been playing well, but um, now you're really seeing A.J. Brown finally is coming around. Um, Julio is there. I think the key with Julio is – Julio is not good for fantasy, but he's been taking pressure off of A.J. Brown, which is letting A.J. Brown really do his thing. But I think that the combination now of that passing game coming around with Derrick Henry, I think the Titans are really strong. So I like the Titans in that game. All right. Speaking of that, let's go through some games. Titans 5-2 and two against the Colts 3-4. and four. Carson Wentz has been doing well. But, Jed, let me ask you go. The Colts have allowed uh, the fifth-fewest fantasy points to running backs this season. Who's going to win out, Derrick Henry or the Indianapolis uh, defense? Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is a beast, man. You can, this guy is unstoppable. Um, I think I have no problems playing him. And even if he doesn't get his rushing yards, I expect there to be at least a touchdown or two there. So I'm still playing Derrick Henry. Yeah. Another person for you to watch is Jonathan Taylor. I think will do really well. Titans have allowed uh, the eighth highest uh, uh, yards per carry in the NFL this season. And Jonathan Taylor has been doing really, really well. And the Titans defense is not good. So I'm expecting there to be points to be had both ways, but I do think Tennessee will win out. I can see Jonathan Taylor next year um, being like the third or fourth running back that's taken um, in the draft. Yeah, he has looked that I have to admit, he has looked very, very good. Um, and it's nice that he stayed pretty much injury free so far. So that's yeah. been good. I didn't think he would do as well as I – hey, look, all of you guys know I love Antonio Gibson. One of my other leagues, I traded Antonio Gibson for – John. I mean, traded Jonathan Taylor for Antonio Gibson. And so, so far, Jonathan Taylor is winning out here. Well, and J.K. Dobbins was the one. Between J.K. Dobbins and Jonathan Taylor, I like Dobbins over Taylor. But obviously, <laughs> Dobbins has been out the whole year, so hasn't played out. Yeah. Uh, Jim, Steelers versus Browns, 3-3 three and three Steelers versus the Browns, 4-3. and three. We all know about Najee Harris – but uh, and Deontay Johnson is always going to be good. Chase Claypool, what do you think of him? You know, I mean, I think I think if you need a second or third um, wide receiver, Claypool is going to get his fair share. Um, I don't know if I would play him as my second receiver, but for sure number three if I have him on the roster. I think for number uh, Najee Harris for sure is going to be your number one wide receiver out there. Running back, running back. Are you guys playing any of the Cleveland Browns wide receivers? You think like Jarvis Landry maybe as a play? I think Jarvis Landry for me would be my number three receiver. I, I don't know about Odell Beckham. I don't know about any other tight ends. Even Peoples Jones, I'm not going to take a chance on. 
But Travis Landry, he's projected to score 11 or 12 fantasy points. And so for a third one, he's actually not that bad. Yeah. Jed, Patriots, three and four against the Chargers, four and two. Uh, with Johnny Smith injured, are, are you looking at Hunter Henry, who becomes probably your primary wide uh, tight end over there? And also Damian Harris had a very good game last week. Jed, what do you think of uh, the New Well, game? I love the whole – so Hunter Henry obviously being a former Charger. We always love revenge games and do not think that teams don't think about that. They definitely mm-hmm. do. So would not be surprised to see Hunter Henry intentionally focused uh, or the Patriots focus on getting the ball to Hunter Henry. So I love that as a play. Obviously, though, the Chargers are a strong team. Um, I expect the Chargers to win this game. But Patriots always play tough, you know, as we always expect. They always have a good defensive plan. Um, but, yeah, if you've got hunter henry um that was me and actually hunter henry's probably on some waiver wires out there so if you need tight end help not a bad play at all this weekend Uh, especially bill belichick against younger quarterbacks he always does well a couple of stats for you to know the chargers have allowed the fifth most uh, fantasy points at tight ends in 2021 and also this actually helps with damian harris the chargers have allowed more than three plus rushing touchdowns in two straight games in the last two weeks yeah the other thing about this particular game, um, I was just listening to one of the podcasts driving in this morning. They were saying that Keenan Allen is actually not the number one wide receiver. And in fact, he's going down the road of starting to regress. And so he's not he's not a player that they're looking to be your number one receiver every week on your fantasy league. Yeah, I'm still looking for I agree on that. I think Mike Williams is the number one, but I'm still looking for the consistency. You know, Mike Williams has had a pretty good season, but there have been a couple games where he just kind of disappeared. And so yeah. we'll just have to see if he can maintain that consistency. But yeah, I think Keenan Allen's days of being number one are pretty are pretty much out the window. Jim Washington two and five against the Broncos three and four. Uh, the one person that I want to talk to is the running back committee, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. We're everyone's starting Javante Williams. Is anyone starting Melvin Gordon anymore? I don't think so. I think you're starting to see the trend being very similar to what happened to Cam Akers last year. It's around this time when Cam Akers really took the um, uh, running back position, had a couple really good games, and he became the full-time starter. I think that's what's happening with Williams right now. Yeah. Jerry Judy, are you even starting him this year? He does come back from injury. Cortland Sutton has been doing decently well. But uh, look, uh, Jerry Judy had a great week one. You know, I don't know. Uh, I'm still suspect on, uh, what do you call it, on, on Bridgewater. And so I think for me, if if I had Judy on my team this week, I'll just take a pass, see if I have other better receivers out there and play them and just see what happens in week one. I always think that – I always try – I'm always, unless it's a superstar, I'm always a little hesitant to play uh, a person on their first week back from an injury. Yeah, I agree with that. I like to slow play it a little bit. I wouldn't mind throwing Judy into a flex position, though, if you need it. Um, again, Judy's a, a talent, supreme talent. Um, and you know, when he played last time together with Cortland Sutton, it's just nice having both options. It really takes the pressure off of each other. So if anything, I think this could really help Cortland Sutton for this game as Jerry Judy kind of eases back in. He'll take some defensive pressure off of Sutton, and I can see Sutton having a really strong game. But after that, I would expect Judy to assess to be the, the true number one there. You know who's actually having a decent um, season? Um, Noah Fant. I yeah. Mean, if you look at Fant, right, the last couple. I mean, and who knows what's going to happen with Judy coming back. But Noah Fant, I mean, he's had quite a bit. Like last week he had seven balls thrown his way. The week before that he had 11 balls. You know, and so he's actually getting a, 
quite a few looks and being on 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 offense. Oh, I think he's top ten. Pick. I think he should be on a starting. I think he should be a starting tight end on a, in a yep. ten to twelve yep. team league. Just so you know, uh, no fan is tight end six in twenty twenty one this year. Yep. Oh, who's the, who's the other five? Who's the five before him? I have no idea. Oh, Kyle okay. Pitts, uh, yeah. Aaron Waller. Uh, yeah, you know who's not in that? I bet um, the San Francisco guy is not on there. Yeah, Kittles because he's been out. Yeah. yeah. Chad, B- Buccaneers six and one versus Saints four and two. If Antonio, look, there's a good chance Antonio Brown will, will probably not play because of his ankle injury. But if the, the three of them around, rank to me between Godwin, Brown, and Evans, who would you like in that order? Well, I've been playing Brown over Godwin, but I think that because Brown has been out, Godwin has been picking up the slack. So he's he's starting to get back to what we expected to see out of Godwin. But honestly, if all three are healthy, I think Brown is the number one guy. Yeah. But it does seem like Evans has the Randall Cobb treatment. Not a lot of yardage, but he gets the touchdowns. Yeah, big body. I mean, he's a huge guy, big target for Tom. So, um, yeah, agree with that. If you want to play, you know, that's that's the thing when you play with these guys for touchdowns. It's it's just it's just hit or miss. It's just a, it's just luck of the draw, well, right? And, and, so and remember, this week Gronk comes back as well too. So if you're looking for a tight end to fill a position, Gronk is out there on some of the waivers. Yeah. Hey, uh, Jed talked a little bit about the Cowboys 5-1 against the Vikings 3-3. That's a Sunday night game. So many of you guys who are watching this will probably be on trick-or-treating with your kids as well, too. But, Jed, wrap us up with Giants 2-5 against the Chiefs 3-4. Patrick Mahomes has not been Patrick Mahomes. The Kansas City Chiefs has not been very, very good. What are you expecting in this game? Yeah, you know, this is shocking to me. The Kansas City Chiefs is probably the biggest storyline in fantasy. The fact that they are not doing as well as we hope. The defense has been atrocious. Yeah, and so I, I keep expecting that we'll hear about some injury or something that we don't know about that might help explain what is going on. But um, I expect the Chiefs to win. They're nine and a half point favorites, but I expect the Giants to cover the spread. I think the Giants will keep it close. Um, I don't think the I think basically the Chiefs defense is so bad that I think the Giants will be able to score <clears> and get points. So if you've still got your uh, your your Giants players out there, I think you can start them and still potentially get some points here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hey, in our time left, let me just actually go through some start or sit uh, and see what you guys think. Jim, let me go through with you. Pick one of the three for flex. Javante Williams, Jalen Waddle, or Melvin Gordon? I think uh, I would pick Javante Williams. All right. Uh, Jed, Damian Harris or J.C. McK- uh, McKissick? J.D. McKissick. J.D. McKissick. Um, yes. Yeah. I, ooh. You know, I think I actually might go with Harris. Yeah, Harris has done pretty well the last. I mean, last week he had over twenty six fantasy points. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like yeah, they're starting to focus on him a little bit. So I go with Harris. Jim, wide receiver three or flex Devontae Smith or Jerry Judy. I'll still go with Devontae Smith because he's the number one receiver, and we'll see how Judy does. Um, But Philadelphia is so inconsistent right now. Yeah, I was going to say I think Jerry Judy actually. I would I would go Jerry Judy on that one just just on talent. I think. Devontae Smith is still – we don't know what the book is on him. Yeah. Jed, uh, with Miles Sanders probably going to be out, are you looking at Gainwell or Boston Scott? Ugh, neither, <laughs> if I can help it. But if I had to, uh, Gainwell. Got it. Jim, Chase Claypool or Devontae Williams? I think I'll go with Claypool. You know, yeah, I think I'll go with Claypool. 
Oh, uh, Jed, here's another bad one. Chubba Hubbard or Odell Beckham? Ooh. Not, not Odell Beckham. Yeah, not Odell. I would say Chubba Hubbard. You know what? I want to back up on my um, the Philadelphia Eagles ones. I just realized they're playing the Lions. So actually, I think Devonta Smith and or even Gainwell, those are not bad plays because they're playing the Lions. So there's They are saying the Lions are going to get their first victory this weekend. Uh, that's true. It, that's true. We had our first undefeated lose. Yeah, and so yeah. now maybe the first yeah. you know non-winning can win. Yeah. Yeah. Jim, either one is pretty good. Corey Davis or Kadarius Tony. You know, I if I if I had him, I would take a I would take a chance on Tony. Yep. Agreed. You know, like if he's playing, he's actually a pretty good start. And here's another good player who's been decently well for Buffalo, Emmanuel Sanders or Marquise Brown. Jed. Oh, that's tough. Um, yeah, I've actually picked up Emmanuel Sanders in a couple spots. Um but man, Marquise Brown has been the clear number one. I think I'm going to have to say Marquise Brown. Yeah, yeah. Jim, Brandon Cooks or Julio Jones? You know, neither of them are doing well. Brandon Brandon Cooks started really strong, but the last couple of weeks he's had single digit fantasy points. But he's still your number one receiver, right? I think Tyrod Taylor is coming back. I don't know if he's starting, but for sure, if Tyrod Taylor is going to start, play Brandon Cooks. Yeah, you know what? I'll still play Brandon Cooks because Julio has just not done well right the last few games. Chad T. Higgins or Jarvis Landry? Uh ooh, that's a good one. Um, I'm gonna go with T. Higgins because I think they're gonna crush the the Jets. Hey, who's Baltimore playing? You had me on Marquise Brown. Are they playing this weekend? You know what? Is Baltimore playing? Yeah, Baltimore's not playing this weekend. That's why I was like so thrown off. I was like, I don't think I think Baltimore's off this week. Okay, you know what? Baltimore is on by. Okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. So don't pick Ravens, Baltimore's are both Raiders and Baltimore are both on by. Raiders at five and two and Raiders at five and two. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. All right, Jim, last one. Devontae Booker or Daryl Williams. Daryl Williams. You know, I still I still think the Chiefs can turn it around, right? I think we talked about this earlier. Um, if they can set – if their defense – their defense is not going to stop anybody. But if Patrick Mahomes can just stop trying to make big plays and they just go consistent, Kelsey running back and then occasional big play to Tyreek Hill, they'll be fine. So that's why I do think that in order for them to do well and stabilize, they're going to need the running back. Here's a, here's, here's a big question is will the Chiefs make the playoffs? I think they should. Yeah, for sure. What, how they're going to do beyond that, I don't know. But I think I don't know how you can say for sure. I mean, they're definitely not going to win their division, so they're going to have to win the wild card. To win the wild card, they already have what four losses. Yeah, it's that's a tough proposition. They pretty much can't. They can maybe lose one more game, maybe. So I don't know. I don't know if they make the playoffs. Don't you? Okay. Don't you think at some point Mahomes and Reed is going to be like okay? Like, we need to put a stop to this. We can't keep doing all these crazy plays. We can't keep trying to push it and hope that we'll 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 throw a Hail Mary and we'll win this game. I think they'll calm themselves down and actually start saying, okay, we're, we're ready to start winning. Again. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that I'm expecting them to turn things around and to be better. But I think they're just in a tough position now. The way the, way the playoffs are set up – if you don't win your division, you now have to have a strong record, and I just don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen for them. Yeah. The problem with the Kansas City Chiefs is a lot of times their defense give up points all the time. In the past, Kansas City has always had 
quick strike to Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. And then from that point on, you're okay. And he's pretty good about keeping the lead. Now, at the same time, your defense gives up points right away. So you're always now coming back. And then Patrick Holmes is so used to making one big play to wipe out the score and make it even. But think about it. That's how their, their team has always been built. Their defense was never, ever created to stop anybody. It's just that teams have figured out if they can keep the defense on the field by running against them and taking over the time of possession and leaving Patrick Mahomes off of the field, that's their best chance of winning. So if you notice a lot of times when um, the defense is on the field, they're going for the fourth downs. They're not punting that ball. Yeah. Jed, you know what? Since I messed up on your Marquise Brown, let me give you one final one. Going back with Emmanuel Sanders, Emmanuel Sanders, Michael Pittman, or Chase Claypool? Uh, okay, I, I wouldn't pick Chase. So for me, it's between Pittman and Sanders. And Sanders, the Bills are playing uh, Miami, so I expect them to kill them. But that means I don't think they're going to be throwing it as much. I think they're gonna you're going to see a lot of runs just to, just to milk the clock. Um, whereas I think Tennessee versus uh, Indianapolis is going to be a shootout. So I'm picking Pittman all the way there. Yeah, comes down matchups. Very good. Yeah. All right, we'll be back on Tuesday. Any lasting thoughts from both of you guys on basketball, on hockey, on baseball, anything you want? The only okay, so the only thing I I think I'm monitoring is next week is the deadline for free agency, right? So Deshaun Watson, we talked about. I do think there's a couple of players that have been monitoring a waiver wire, i.e., a Marlon Mack, who's going to be traded, who actually is going to become fantasy relevant. So if you're looking at players to add. Look for potential people who's going to be traded this coming weekend. Yep, that's a good one. The other thing I'll just say is I think Chicago Bulls, man, they're the real deal. <laughs> I'm expecting them to get the f- number four, number five seed. Um, they've looked great this season. So super did you excited. hear, is, is Zach Levine, isn't he like, didn't he hurt his hand or something? Somebody was saying that. Tommy, you were yes. at the game. He has a small low fracture in his thumb, non-shooting thumb, just so you should be okay, but small, tiny little fracture, and it's not non-shooting thumb. Yeah. Oh, the other thing, Charlene got got a T-shirt yesterday. Yeah. Oh, that was great. Yeah. Oh, nice. Wait, did it actually the ones that comes down or the actually? You know what? I got the T-shirt because I was the tallest one in my section, and so <laughs> I was able to reach up and grab it. Jed, his wife is all about these freebies. Oh, he that's hey, me. that's you get so excited about these things. Oh, that's huge. That's great. I mean, that's really cool. I, I had a friend who got one before, so that's super exciting. When they, I love when they come down. So if you've never been to a Bulls game, they shoot out these parachute T-shirts on parachutes, and they just float down into yeah. the stands, and you reach out and grab them. Yeah, and now she was a little frustrated because we could have gotten the second one because as one was falling, there was one another one falling right behind me. So I missed that one. She was saying, you missed both of them. <laughs> but there was this one game, the last thing, there was this one game that the Bulls were playing that I thought was very creative. They did this one in 30 seconds. You had to find where's Benny. So one of those between timeout games. And so they scanned the crowd and that person who they pick has to figure out where Benny the Bull is hiding within the stadium. Like, where's Waddle? Oh, that's fun. Yeah, the yeah, Bulls, if, if you guys haven't been to a Bulls game, they do a great job of all the in-between timeout, in-between quarters at the half. They have so much entertainment that even if you don't like basketball, or if you don't want to watch basketball, there's plenty of other stuff to watch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yesterday at the game, there was Cliff Levingston, Randy Brown, Tony Kukoc, oh, wow. 
Yeah. Was there John Paxson? Was there Joakim Noah, Luol Deng, Ben Gordon, all those guys? The only one that was noticeably absent was Kirk Heinrich. I mean, Nazi Muhammad was there. All oh, those I wonder guys where were. Heinrich was. Yeah, he was the only one that wasn't there. Huh, that's okay, here's here's a piece of trivia. Did you know Kirk Heinrich, Heinrich is the three-point leader in Chicago Bulls history? Wow, over yeah, Paxson right? and over um, Kerr. Over Kerr? And yeah, Sacramento so most likely will surpass him, but Kirk Heinrich is the three-point uh, leader wow. for the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, I remember Heinrich because he played at Kansas um, and just used to kill the Sooners. Um, so I remember when the Bulls drafted him, I wasn't happy, but he turned out to be pretty good. Yeah, because you know who who else got drafted that year? Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, <laughs> LeBron, all those guys, and we got Kirk Carmelo Heinrich. Anthony. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and have you guys been listening to the Stacey King podcast as well too? I have not. Is it? I mean, I've I have it downloaded, but I haven't. Yeah, he's brought in Bill Cartwright, John Paxson, B.J. Armstrong, all those guys. Yeah, nice. yeah, it was great. It's been great so far. All right, we'll talk on Tuesday. All right, thanks.